You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Thursday, March 18th, and with the new season of the NFL officially underway as of Wednesday, the Steelers are still in a holding pattern for, mo- for the most part in free agency, and there's still the question of, have they lost a lot, and can they recover from that? I'll answer that in the first segment. Then, I'm going to talk to Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans about their new acquisition of Bud Dupree selling him why Steelers fans came to love him. Then finally, we'll look at the wide receiver market that continues to look it's drying up for Juju and what that might mean for the receiver moving forward. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. Let's get into it. So I wanted to begin this show because I got into this discussion with Albie Oxenrider, he is uh, the the uh, sports reporter for Channel 11. He works with Jenna Harner. Y'all know and love Jenna. She won't be with us this Friday. Actually, tomorrow we have John Ledyard, former Steelers, locked on Steelers host on this show and current Buccaneers reporter for PewterReport.com. He'll be our Friday guest. That'll be a fun listen. But uh, my point is, I was talking to Albie, and Albie's a nice guy, and we were discussing things about the Steelers and who they're losing in free agency. And you guys know me. I am not the sky is falling type of guy. I look at things rationally. I look at things and and say, okay, let's analyze the entire picture here. I don't try to look at the small picture and say, oh, no, they lost Bud Dupree and they lost these guys and that's it. They, what are they going to do now? They can't win without these guys. Then I look at, oh, wait, they got T.J. Watt and Megan Fitzpatrick and Terrell Evans and Devin Bush and Cam Hayward and Stephon Tewitt and Chase Claypool, and Kevin Dodd. Like, like, like I continue to look at those pieces. I've been there before. But what I wanted to bring up to you in this first segment is for those who think, because I've seen this argued, that the Steelers, it's just they're on, they're on the decline, it's over, they're done, they need to just tear it down, there's nothing they can do. There's no way that they can be competitive in 2021 without the guys that they just lost in free agency. But... Haven't they stayed competitive while losing bigger names over the last four years? Think about this. And if, if you listen to the podcast, I've brought this up in a different way before, but I'm going to remind you guys. In 2017, when this team was basically all offense and Ryan Shazier and Cam Hayward on defense and a rookie TJ Watt, when they lost Ryan Shazier in the middle of the season in the most tragic of ways, in the scariest, most terrifying of ways of him being paralyzed in the field, I was there in Cincinnati when it happened. I was there in the locker room asking the players about it. They didn't want to talk about it. They, they, they were horrified. They went through that and lost a key defender who was on pace to be an all-pro linebacker that year. He was a Pro Bowl linebacker that year. A guy who was a big reason why they beat the was the reason they beat they beat the Bengals in the in the 2015 playoffs. A guy who was becoming the soul of the defense. 
They lost that guy, and they found a way to move on. And then, a year later, they lose Le'Veon Bell. In fact, no, no, the same year. Because 2017 was the last time that Le'Veon Bell played for the Steelers. 2018, they're missing Ryan Chazier and Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was the best running back in football at the time. When he was done with the Steelers, he was averaging the most yards from scrimmage of any NFL player in the history of the game. More than Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Jim Brown, O.J. Simpson, whoever. So they lost an all-pro running back and an all-pro, a guy who was about to be an all-pro linebacker. In the same year, they're gone. And did they fall off? Were they not competitive anymore? No. The year after that, they lose it to Tony Brown. And again, actually, to the end of 2018, Brown quits on them. He's at the game at the end of the, at the last game of the season. He doesn't he doesn't play. He moves on. He he moves on with his career. He he I mean, and he implodes. He gets the team to say, "Hey, you know what? Trade me." So then he's gone. And again, Antonio Brown, not some mediocre dude. The best receiver in football for six consecutive years. Historic numbers. First ballot Hall of Famer, whether you like him or not. And he's gone. And then finally, in 2019, when you think, okay, well, well, you know, we lost Ryan James, yeah, that was tough. We lost Le'Veon Bell, that was tough. Lost Antonio Brown, who thought that would happen? But at least we have Ben Roethlisberger. Psych! No, you don't. So in less than... Two full calendar years. Whatever 365 times two is. I suck at math right now. It was less than that amount of time that they lost Ryan Chazier, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Ben Roethlisberger. And don't lie that if you were sitting in 2017, you said that those were four of the most important players on that roster that would have or should have gotten them to a Super Bowl. Don't lie to yourself and and say that losing those guys wasn't huge. And so now we look at this year, and you're supposed to tell me that the Steelers aren't going to compete because they lost Bud Dupree, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Hilton. Ryan Chazier, more important in the Steelers' defense than Bud Dupree was. Antonio Brown, (laughs) way more important than Juju was as far as on the field. Le'Veon Bell, more important than Mike Hilton. And there's other players we could probably throw in that mix as well that they also lost in that span. But the point is, is that, I mean, ben, and, and I'll, I'll throw in Ben Roethlisberger. And, and again, all four of those guys were gone and they didn't fall apart in 2019. So why are they going to fall apart in 2021? I just don't see it. And again, I've been hearing this message for years. You guys heard it all last year. Ben's arm wasn't going to be able to, he wasn't going to throw a single touchdown this year. The Steelers were going to go 5'11". You remember all those Locked On crossover episodes where Locked On Bengals, Locked On Ravens, Locked On Browns, all of them said 5'11". Steelers, they're bums. They're done this year. Forget about them. Then they went 12-4. and And it's like this happens every year. And Steelers fans, you fall into it. I'm trying to help you. And not, I'm not saying all of you because there's there's a lot of you out there that listen to the show that you, you hear me and I see you in the Facebook group and you understand it. By the way, join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Just go on Facebook, search Locked On Steelers. We're on there. 1,300 Steelers fans strong. But 
I see I see some of the people on Twitter and they're just freaking out like, oh, the, the team is gone. No, it's not. The pillars are still there right now that are going to carry it to the next few years. And again, we went th- we go through this this every single March when other teams are signing free agents and people are freaking out, what are the Steelers doing? Oh my gosh, what are they doing? They're not doing anything. And I sit here and I just have this very simple thought to convey to all of you who keep thinking this lesson and refuse to, to learn it over and over and over again. And here is my thought. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? I mean, seriously. Because I guarantee you, this time next year, when Ben Roethlisberger retires, and actually, it's funny, actually next year might be the one final exception because they will have money to spend. So they're probably going to re-sign TJ Watt. They'll probably keep you know Fitzpatrick and Edmonds on their fifth-year options, and then they'll they'll sign whoever they need, and they might sign a free agent quarterback, and they might draft the quarterback. Next year might be the one exam one time for the first time in the past twenty years that the Steelers actually do all the things every year out. But if they don't, people are going to be freaking out again because we don't learn our lessons. But hey, again, I get it. Your fans, Josh was freaking out on Wednesday's episode. And, and again, I, I don't feel, I, I'm not saying Josh is a bad person. I'm not saying he's stupid for it. I'm saying, I, hey, buddy, I'm here for you. That's why I analyze this stuff. That's why I study this stuff. And it ain't it ain't that direction. It ain't doom and gloom 24-7. They're not going 5-11 and 11 this year. They're going to compete. And if you compete, you get yourself to the playoffs, you get yourself a shot at the playoffs, all you need to do is get hot. We've seen it before. Heck, we saw it last year with the, with the Buccaneers. They weren't the most dominant team all season. They got hot late in the season. They had a bye week late in the season that helped them recuperate and get there. So hang in there, Steelers fans. And remember, you've survived worst exoduses, exit I, whatever the plural for exodus <laughs> is. <laughs> whatever the plural for exodus is. Somebody looked that up for me. I'm too tired. I'm recording this super late at night. But... You've survived worse departures than this. And remember that and let that help you get some sleep. But don't sleep just yet because you're probably listening to this in the morning, afternoon, at work, somewhere. We got a lot more coming up on this show. We're going to talk to Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans. We wanted to talk about Bud Dupree and I figured, hey, let's let the Locked On Steelers viewers listen. as sort of like, a, hey, man, I know you guys miss Bud Dupree already, so... Listen to me kind of, not eulogize, but just say, hey, this is who you're getting, Titans fans. Be happy about it. And you'll hear some of his responses to my evaluations all in the next segment. First, a word from my friends at rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all... Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. 
Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're going to jump into my discussion with Tyler Rowland of Locked On Titans right here. All right, guys, we are here continuing a a team-up Thursday here on the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland, bringing on one of my favorite co-workers from the Locked on Podcast Network, and that is the host of the Locked on Steelers podcast, Chris Carter. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Uh, I feel bad because we were both talking about our teams getting to meet up in the playoffs and getting to do another show together. That obviously didn't happen, but I'm glad that we get to still talk some in the offseason. Yeah, some way, somehow, we found a way to get back together for a good show before the before the regular season in 2021 kicks off. But our teams are going to look a little bit different. And obviously, the Steelers are going through some big changes dealing with the salary cap. The Titans are going through some big changes dealing with an abominable defense that they're having to work over and take some resources from the offense. And one of the big ways that they are trying to change the way the Titans' defense looks in this upcoming season is by signing former Pittsburgh Steeler Bud Dupree to a five-year, $85 million contract a big boy contract, as I like to call it. Now, we don't know the exact details of all the guarantees, the contract breakdown, salary cap hit, all of that, but I don't want to focus on that right now. I want to focus on Bud Dupree as a person and, more importantly, as a player, and you're someone who's obviously seen him develop and progress. So just initially with an open canvas, I guess, what are your thoughts on, on Bud Dupree as a player throughout his time in Pittsburgh? I think Bud is an exceptional athlete. If you go out through the history of, I, I, you know the the, uh, um, the the metric spark that they that they use to measure guys. Yeah, at the athletic combine. testing. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know if it's still the case, but I know for several years PFF would always say like Bud Dupree still has the highest spark rating <laughs> that we've ever seen, right. and it's because he's extremely explosive. He's fast. He's he's long. He's big. He has all those things. But the thing was that took Bud Dupree a few years to figure out was how to maximize that. When he was being coached by Joey Porter, who you know Steelers Super Bowl champion outside mm-hmm. linebacker that turned into their sort of edge rusher coach for a few years, Porter was a defensive end and a tradi- like an old school beat him up defensive end, and he tried right. to teach Bud how to play that way eventually when like there was one year where it's it looked like I was watching the I was watching the games and I over like three games it started to click for Bud that he didn't have to play that way and when I asked him hey Bud 
what 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 happened here? And he and Bud and Bud will be one of the realest interviews if you ever talk to him, Ty. He's great. Um, but he was like, Coach T just done turned me loose. He told me to just go after him. And, and and I think what Bud was saying there was that he was instead of trying to you know put a hand in the dirt and and work these different kind of moves and more mm. more physical moves. He's like, Hey, you're a speedster. Use your speed. Use yeah. your explosiveness. And in the last two years, you saw that he had double-digit sacks in 2019, and he, he would have had double-digit sacks Absolutely. in 2020 if he didn't get hurt. Uh, but Bud Dupree, a, a very solid edge rusher, uh, you know, you got to have him in the right situation. Like, he's not T.J. Watt. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, he's not the superstar of the team, but he is a very competent guy, and he knows the techniques on how, as far as how to maintain the edge against the run. Yeah, well, that's something that I was going to ask you about, and you hit on it right there at the end. Obviously, the Titans are paying him that kind of money to get to the quarterback, and that improved production uh, in the past few years is exactly what they're looking at, along with that athletic ability, like you're saying. But in run defense, a lot of run defense, obviously, there's technique involved. You need to have athleticism to hold up against these big body tight ends and offensive tackles. But in run defense, a lot of people are saying that, you know, Bud Dupree can be as effective around the line of scrimmage not necessarily from an edge position, but moving all over the formation. Are those things that you would agree with you saw from Bud Dupree and that he has potential to continue doing not only in the pass rush, but in run defense as well? Absolutely. One thing, Tyler, that the Steelers did, especially these last two years, they would take him off the edge and kind of make him Mm -hmm. an extra off-ball linebacker. And his primary responsibility was just, hey, fill this gap, fill that gap. But Bud, one thing that he did in the offseason that was very interesting, he would work like MMA training and boxing because he yeah. wanted to have violent hands. He wanted mm-hmm. to just stick people and, 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 and be able to get a good punch that, that, that created separation. He was very good at that. And even as a rookie, when the Steelers drafted him, they desperately needed a guy to set the edge against the run. And this was back in, I think, what, 2015. So they're coming off of Jarvis Jones, Jason Worlds, guys who were horrible as far as getting. But the right. first thing I saw this man, on tape he got his inside hand in, into the chest of, of the offensive tackle and he drive them back and he would at least maintain his edge against the run as yeah. he got as he got older he learned how to do that in different ways he's very good at that is he again is he the elite of the elite no but he's a guy that you put him on your roster you'll be very glad that he that he's there um especially i mean you guys you guys been you know invested in you know i think it was jeffrey simmons the guy was uh, uh, up front simmons. Mm-hmm. you got you you do want guys on your line to take up space because because one thing that Bud Dupree did benefit from, I'm not going to, you know, sell him to be like, you know, the, the next, the next, you know, LT. But right. one thing that he benefited from was, you know, on a line with Stephon Tewitt, who had 11 sacks this season, Cam Hayward, who was an all pro defensive tackle and, and TJ Watt, who's TJ Watt. No offensive line could look at Bud Dupree and say, you're the only person that we have to stop today. Right. You want to make sure that's not the case in Tennessee, because mm-hmm. when you, he gets his one-on-ones, that's when you see him dominate. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously that's part of some of the concerns. I'll admit, I was a little bit lukewarm on Bud Dupree as a signing when we were previewing free agency because he's coming off an ACL tear. There was that spotty production at the beginning of his career, but a lot of context that we've been provided, like what you've talked about with the Joey Porter situation, that's something that yes, on yesterday's show, John Ledyard talked about, as well as the step and development that he took once he kind of got out of that mold. So that's some real, he kind of gave us, 
the story, but you filled in the actual details of what happened. And that's why I appreciate having you on so much. But some of the concerns I had are obviously coming off the ACL. He's not going to have a TJ Watt opposite of him in Tennessee. Uh, obviously, you're somebody who has seen him play a lot and knows him a- as a person as well. Do you think the type of guy that he is, the type of person that he is, will kind of stop any of those uh, concerns from making him the productive player the Titans hope he is? Is his personality and his his mindset about football going to be able to carry him through any of those concerns, do you think? I mean, one thing I, I've always thought about Bud Dupree, he's, he's, one, he's authentic. So, like, when you're talking to him, teammates, reporters, whoever, you know you're getting the real Bud Dupree. And I think that goes a long way because when he's authentic and he's genuine, he's also he, – he, he rarely steps over the line and says something that's out of control. Now, he ha- he, he has stepped to people. Like, you know, there's a famous tweet or a, he, he sent a guy a Twitter DM because someone said, uh, said, said about, like, you know, where was Bud Dupree during such and such game? And he said, I was at your mom's house. And it was like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. But, whoa. again, that was, like, 2015, 2016, right. very right. early in his career. And, and – Again, these guys are professional athletes. You know, they're 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 still in their early twenties a lot of these times, and, and yeah. you get someone tweeting at you, saying things about you. You're gonna want to respond some way, uh-huh. um, and you have to maturity not do that. And I think he's definitely learned how to do that. Uh, but every instance that I've ever heard from or talked to anyone about Bud Dupree is that he's a heck of a teammate, and that's why Steelers fans are are, are sad to see him go because right. you know. You know, for years, people would tell him, oh, he's a bust. He's a bust. He's horrible. He wasn't worth a first-round pick in the last two seasons. They're like, oh, yeah, we love Bud Dupree. Right. And, and, and it's, that, it's that turn. And every team, every organization, they have those guys that, yeah. that just they, – they, they grow a little bit later. Um, but, again, I, I think Tennessee's getting him at a really good point in his career. Um, you know, yeah, his, his ACL is a concern, but he's mostly been a very healthy player for the, for the majority of his, of his career. And, uh, and like I said, he, he's, he's a smart football player. He doesn't fall, he, he's able to work different stunts and different communication points where, you know, they make adjustments at the line. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you that the Steelers have flipped him from working with Cam Hayward to, and Stephon to at a time, like the two or three years ago, it was Stephon to it. They flipped with Hayward and the way that they stunted together, they built a relationship very quickly to make that work. That's something that you can really use in Tennessee to yes. help set up your front, because it's not just, Hey, can you just beat the man in front of you? It's also, Hey, we're going to try and do this because they're going to try and def- double team Simmons. So when they go, yeah. when they follow him one way, we're going to have you cut into B gap. And that's where we want you to get after the quarterback. And with his explosiveness, that's when he's extremely dangerous. Yeah, well, absolutely. You're 100% right. And in Tennessee, Mike Vrabel was big on games. He's big on stunts. He wants to bring four, but not let you know exactly how the four are going to come off the ball. And you're 100% right. You're, You're right on point quite frankly, with how Bud Dupree could be used and the Titans are trying to get some attention off of Jeffrey Simmons, create some one-on-one opportunities for some other people, and hopefully that'll improve this pass rush. But excellent, excellent details, excellent context from you, Chris. I really do appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get talk again soon somewhere outside of just a, a regular season matchup. Absolutely. Great talking to you again, Ty. Hope to do it again soon. That was my discussion with Tyler Rollin of Locked on Titans. We were doing a little bit of a crossover there for a, for a Thursday episode, but we're not done here. I know a lot of you guys are concerned about Juju Smith-Schuster. He still hasn't signed a free agent contract as of Thursday morning. I'm going to look at the wide receiver market. What's happening there of late, and what does it mean for Juju's future? All that after this message from BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag, 
the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to betonline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code Locked on. That's L O C K E D O N, locked on. All capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, Use that promo code locked on, L O C K E D O N, locked on, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's talk about this wide receiver market because. It's a little different. Now, we were talking about how the top guys could go and how that could shape up the rest of the market and how it could impact how Juju's going to get paid or it could lead to guys taking short-term contracts to get paid later. Well, Juju may on maybe on the ladder of those trades. I'll explain why. Now, again, at the top of this, you know, we, we thought that there'd be some serious money thrown around at wide receivers because Chris Godwin, who was the best receiver in this free agency class, was franchise tagged. Allen Allen Robinson, franchise tagged. So next was Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller, and Juju Smith-Schuster, who were the three top guys. Well, then Corey Davis signed a three-year deal for $12.5 million with the Jets. Okay, that happened. Uh, John Brown, I think, is signing with someone. I think so. He's he's off the board for the Steelers. I believe he's signing with the Raiders, actually. So he's signing like a two-year deal. Um, T.Y. Hilton's still out there. Curtis Samuel is supposed to be signing, I believe, a three-year deal with Washington. Um, Marvin Jones signed a two-year deal for $6.25 million a year with uh, the Jaguars. Nelson Aguilar, two years at $11 million a year uh, with the Patriots. But those three guys that we were talking about, Kelly Golly got a one-year offer uh, from the Bengals, I believe, to, to, to play for them. But Will Fuller's still on the board. Juju Smith-Schuster's still on the board. And now it's becoming the serious question, what do these guys take? Because teams are running out of money. A lot of money is being spent out here in free agency already. Now, there are still teams with money. Not to say that they can't, there can't be. But usually, the later someone waits in free agency, the worse payday they're going to get. Because that's what teams are doing right now. They're they're playing the they're playing the waiting game. They're waiting to see. And that, that's what the Steelers are doing right now. They're they, that's why you haven't seen them make any moves just yet as far as restructuring stuff on to it and other guys. They're waiting to see. Okay, who becomes available and who's still around. That's how they got Tyson Alulu. They waited around to the end of the free agency period. And they said, "Oh, we're gonna get that guy. He fits our scheme. He'll learn. He'll get into it." And he did. It's a classic and old trick that they've done for some time. I shouldn't even say a trick because it's not it's not underhanded or anything. Just what they do. But is Juju about to fit into that? That's what's about to be asked here. And I'm starting to think that he is. That he that Juju's gonna want to take a smaller contract, short term, one or two years, 
and say, let me test the market again in two years. Because here's the other thing is when Juju does that in two years, he'll be 26 years old. That's still prime of your career, especially for a wide receiver. You could have another another six good years under that. That's a silly good for, you know, good for a real contract. So I'm not going to be the guy that says, oh, he's coming back to the Steelers. I'm not going to do that for you. I am going to say that the thing that everyone said could happen that could make him beat, stay with the Steelers still could happen. Again, I am not saying he's going to do it because I don't think it's going to happen. Because I think I don't think the team needs it to happen. They need to spend their money elsewhere. They could still get some offensive linemen. They could still get an off-ball linebacker. They could still get a depth edge rusher. A few other things. They could probably get a cheaper wide receiver who's a you know a little bit more experienced to add a, you know some more age to the lock to the receiver room because it's a very young receiver room. But again, if I'm Juju, I'm I'm looking to get paid. And it's a little troublesome that no one's offered that money. And again, Diana Rossini said of ESPN said an, an, un, an unnamed free agent wide receiver told her the market is really bad right now. So I'm a little concerned for Juju as far as getting his pay. But maybe he will. Maybe it's just a matter of time before people start dropping the bread. Maybe everyone else is trying to see who's going to be the suckers and start paying for first, and it's just a it's a waiting game, and then one domino drops, and then everything starts to happen, and that's often how it works in free agency. So it's not over yet, but we will keep a close eye on things. Like I said, tomorrow we got John Ledyard coming on the show. He's a, he's the original host, I believe, of Locked On Steelers, and he's been a reporter for quite some time. He's a draft expert, and uh, and he covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll have a lot to talk with him about, but remember, subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. And, of course, we're on Google Podcasts and Radio.com. Check us out tomorrow. We'll have a great episode then for you as well. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for checking us. Remember, join the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. Follow me on Twitter, at Carter Critiques. Chris Carter, back in years tomorrow.